listening to Pet Candy. This show is brought to you by Brave Paws, a natural stress and anxiety chewable for dogs. Learn more at mybravepaws.com. Halloween sound check. Sauce. And it's raining outside, so it's a lovely ambiance, and I hope it's not too distracting. Are we not going to do another sound check now that we've adjusted the game? Well, yeah, that's what this is. Okay. Welcome to our new show, Obsessed, a show where we talk about whatever it is we're currently obsessed with. I'm Caitlin Palmer. I'm Clay. And we're Obsessed. Obsessed. Spooky season is finally here. There's a lot of things we don't like about living in the South, but there are some monsters down here. Yeah. uh, In the background, you could probably hear the pitter-patter of rain on our windowsill and maybe even the light rumbling of thunder. And that's not sound effects. That's real. That's real. That is just for you for spooky season. So the South is known for a lot of things. Most of them aren't good. Most of them are heat, humidity, and cicada screams. Pretty much, almost exclusively. But there is one creature that lurks, allegedly, in the swamps of southern Louisiana, which is very close to us. You may have heard of it if you watch shows like Supernatural. They did do one episode. They did, and someone else did too. But anyway, imagine a werewolf but it cooks really well. (laughs) And may or may not have a top hat and cane. Almost certainly has. It it almost certainly dances and does Charleston's and Just Squares as well. We're talking, of course, about the Louisiana werewolf, the Rougarou. Or maybe the Loop Guru, depending. The Lugaru. I've always heard Lugaru. Well, Loop, L-O-U-P-E, Lupe, is a wolf. So it's like a wolf man. Well, yeah, it's French for wolf. Yeah, but it's French for wolf, wolf. Wolf, wolf. Wolf, wolf. (laughs) It's like moon, moon. (laughs) Uh, And it's funny that you describe it as a werewolf, particularly the Louisiana werewolf, because a lot of stories say that it's not a wolf at all. Exactly. And that's something we're going to have to get into. So not very far from us, there is a place called Homa, Louisiana. Have you heard of it, Clay? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. (laughs) So they do... Considering I drove you there. He did. He bought me all kinds of cool shit, too. So they have the Rougarou Festival. This is a... It's a big deal down here. It's classic werewolf, little, like, humanoid wolf. But the true stories, the true legends of this creature are not the jovial, cute wolf person who can't count past 12 like the classic stories are. So they're said to lurk in the swamps around New Orleans, Acadiana, and the surrounding sugarcane fields. It's a Cajun legend, and it hunts naughty children. This likely originated in France and then came over with the Cajuns, because a lot of, you know, Cajuns are Louisiana swamp people. I can say that. (laughs) My grandmother was a true Cajun. I am some kind of, I don't know what I am, but here I am. So likely it came over from France and Canada 
and came to the United States. The Cajuns are a whole other breed of human beings. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. If you've heard someone speak like authentic sort of Creole speech, you will not understand. You can't understand them. What in blue blazes is going on? But boy, is the food good. So it's believed to be a person. So this isn't like born a monster. This starts out as a person, a human, you or me. Oh, so it is born a monster. It is. (laughs) You're right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow, things just got dark. Uh, So they start out as a human being, but then they're turned into the Lugaroo or the Rougarou. And legend says if you're bit by a Rougarou, then you become a Rougarou for 101 days. You can get rid of this curse if you pass it on to someone else. It could be transmitted by a bite so, like, you get bit by another Luguru, like we just said. Or it can be a voodoo curse. So, uh, be nice to people in Louisiana. Especially if you know they can perform voodoo. Right. Especially if you know they can perform voodoo. Heck yeah! So, sometimes they they become like a wolf or a dog, but it's more often like a pig or even a cow. The wolf has just kind of become more of a symbology Especially here in the West because of werewolves and their popperville. Yeah. They're popperville. They're popular. That's where they're from. They're from popular. Yeah, wolves have always been a symbol of some sort of predator. Right. You know, something that preys on the weak or unsuspecting. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. And they're also kind of cooler than <laughs> than a pig or a cow. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. A creepy pig cryptid would be pretty dope. Yeah. We're going to talk about the pig. Don't worry. <laughs> And um, it is also said, beware if you're Catholic during the Lenten season, because if you disregard Lent, you're going to turn into a Lugaroo. Ah, yes. Especially if you go seven years in a row and do not observe Lent, get ready for 101 days of Lugaroo. It ain't too bad, though. I mean, seven years. I mean, I'd take it. For (laughs) only 101 days. (laughs) So one way to protect yourself from the Lugaroo It's very similar to other things we've talked about on this show. You can always put things on your floor for the Lugaroo to count, such as grains of rice or 13 coins. Some say that the Lugaroo can only count to 12 and will get frustrated counting and having to start over. Others say... So he gets to to 13, he's like, wait, no, the highest number is 12. Exactly. Let me try again. There can't possibly be more than 12. What would I say? Right. 12 and 1. 12 and 1. And then he gets that's mad. That's when you come across a smart Luger and he's like, I only count 12, but I can count to 12 up to 12 times. So it has to be 145 things because then he won't be able to count past that. Because mm. he can say, ah, yes, 12 and 12 and 12 and 12. 12 sets of 12. He can count that high. Mm. I don't think he's that smart, Clay. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't think so. Some of them can can count like grains of rice, but most of them can't count past 12. So you give them 13 of anything and they get pissed off because they can't count that high and it makes them mad. Give the Lugaroo math homework. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I get pissed off too. It's like, actually, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. You know what? Keep your face. Keep <laughs> your face. Like most cryptids, they're believed to be a story to inspire fear and obedience and to prevent little, protect little Cajun children from the dangers of the unknown. This is a swamp monster. And in our travels to the Lugaroo Festival, we met the best fan boat captain. <laughs> His name's Captain Caviar. Shout out to our friend, Captain Caviar. 
It was actually a, a I was going to say a young couple. Uh, a this, beautiful couple. <laughs> this this fan boat captain, as Caitlin said, Captain Caviar, who runs his own little swamp tour boat. He said that he used to do like bigger boats, take whole groups, but in adjustment with COVID, switched to smaller like personal tours. So he will take you on a effectively a one-on-one haunted swamp tour, which sounds honestly more fun than what we did. Yeah, we didn't meet Captain Caviar until after we did a swamp tour. So our first day in Homa, we did the Jean Lafitte swamp, 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 the swamp tour. Which nothing against that. That Oh, no, it was really fun. That was fine. It was great. He was very knowledgeable about where the alligators would be. Oh, we met so many really cool alligators. Yeah, we saw a lot of cool alligators and our our tour boat guide was, um, he was funny and, you know, he filled us in on a lot of the stuff, just the sort of technical. If you're interested in the swamp and how it is run by its creatures. You know, he could, he could give you the lay down. For sure. And he even told us uh, we rode past some places that were movie sets. Yeah. I was able to point those out and that's really neat. I know that a lot of movies get filmed down in the, the swamp because. Right. In the bayou. Yeah. If you're going to do a movie that takes you to that location, then yeah, you're pretty much going to go to Southern Louisiana. Right. Yeah. There were a lot of things in their stories about. Listen to that rain. It sounds so <laughs> lovely. Oh goodness. But there's stories that during some of the movies that were filmed, like there was a Tarzan movie that was filmed out there. And there were some chimpanzees, allegedly, who got out and are still in the swamp. And those might be some of the Rubaru sightings. There was a story about, Captain Caviar told us this Uh one, about these mounds, these sort of nests that get built way up in the trees, uh, just made out of like sticks and mud. And they just have a single opening in them. And he would, you know, point to all the kids and tell them those were, you know, Lugaroo nests. Yeah. Uh, Only to come to find out that it was uh, when the rivers would rise, beavers would build little hovels inside of the branches that would then become underwater. Yes. And he would tell kids like, oh, yeah, well, what what do you know that's big enough to get up there? Right. To climb up these trees and they'd be covered in these scratch marks and everything. He says you're not really a captain if you don't have a Lugaroo story. Right. Rougarous, there was a storyteller, professional storyteller, uh, Glenn Petrie. He's a professional storyteller, like an orator. He actually worked in Hollywood. He did all kinds of really cool stuff. He told us some really charming stories that his grandmother told him from his childhood. Now, one thing about the Rougarou that you have to remember is most of the stories are passed down orally. Yeah, we actually ran into a big problem when trying to research the Rougarou because there's not a whole lot. There's really not. You look it up and pretty much what we read you at the beginning is just about all there is on the internet. I mean, I'm sure if you did like some deep digging, but there aren't that many written stories. It's almost exclusively word of mouth. Yeah, which makes researching a lot harder. It was. So, oh no, field research. It was the worst. (laughs) We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast for these messages. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hey, pet parents. This is your favorite lifestyle guru, Renee Michelle, and I'm excited to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy. Join me and make some cute pet stuff. Talk about life and love and everything in between. Check out the Renee Michelle show on mypetcandy.com and let's have some fun. 
Glenn Petrie, he told us a lot of really, really interesting stories and some facts about the Rougarou that I didn't come across at all in any of my research. So the Rougarou themselves, like themselves, the person underneath the swamp monster, I guess, is kind of a victim in it all. If you are the one to release a Rougarou, and we'll talk about how you can release them, uh, to release a Rougarou, so to free them of the curse, you have to draw their blood. You can stab them, but you can't shoot them. You have to use your hands to inflict some kind of damage. Yeah, you have to be connected in some way, because that's kind of the whole thing, is this connection from one to another. Right. And once you have released a Rougarou, you can't say their name for a year and a day. The person's name. The person's name, correct. So this is... This is where pronouns come in handy, am I right? <laughs> the Rougarou differs from the classic werewolf for many reasons, but especially because this is not associated with the moon phase. It doesn't matter what kind of moon is out. It doesn't matter if it's a full moon. It doesn't matter if it's a pair of dummy thick ass cheeks. Or broad daylight. Or broad daylight. Also with ass cheeks. <laughs> it, it, that doesn't affect it. It's strictly... It's a voodoo curse. It's totally different from like lycanthropy. We were talking about you needed to be connected to inflict blood, or uh, to to spill the blood to break the Rougarou curse. Uh, there was one story that he told us about uh, a woman who had like a shitty dog on a leash, like a, a Chihuahua or you know a Pomeranian, something <laughs> yeah. snappy that like bit the Rougarou's ankle. But because she was connected through the leash to the dog, that then bit yeah. the Rougarou. That counted. Aw, so see, shitty little dogs sometimes do save the day, don't they, Panzer? Panzer's napping. The Rougarou is very, very fast. Like, so fast you could miss them. Like, you know those cartoons where it's like, you want to see me run real fast? And then nothing changes. Want to see me do it again? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how the Rougarou is. And that's why this little shitty dog was having such a hard time biting the Rougarou, because it was so fast. But boy, he got it. <laughs> he got it. There was another story about a doctor who at night would turn into a pig, a boar. So it, it was like, if you had an emergency during the day, absolutely, that's your guy. He's a great doctor at night. I don't care if you're dying. We are not going to that doctor. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Uh, One thing we haven't really talked about is that the Rougarou itself is a spirit. It's not like the, the werewolf. It is something that afflicts somebody. And there are multiple Rougarous, and they all manifest differently. But the person who has been afflicted by the Rougarou, like Caitlin was saying, is a victim in themselves. Right, yeah. Rougarous are actually kind of sad. It's almost like a person with rabies. Right. Like they kind of, some say they don't remember what happened when they vamped out on Rougarou juice, and then others say they do. And it's just, it's kind of sad. It's really sad. But not everything was set. In fact, this is kind of a fun trip. Um, I have some little notes about some cool, cool we encountered along the way. Okay, I'm an inside cat. I don't really care to go outside. I don't like outside because it's always hot down here. It was the perfect day for a swamp tour. And the alligators were out and they were doing their gator things. And I learned, Clay, that you can estimate a gator's length in feet by how many inches there are between its eyes and its nose. Did you learn that on the swamp tour? I did. Okay. <laughs> that was really cool. Uh, and cypress trees can live underwater. In fact, the boat was made of cypress wood. 
This weekend was also about Clay's birthday. Because he's an old man now. <laughs> so we wore our Obsessed with the Palmers shirts. You've probably seen them on our social medias, like Instagram at Obsessed with the Palmers. So that was really cool. We wore, we wore our shirts. A couple of people asked us, like, well, what's that? And we're like, oh, what's our podcast? We pandered a little bit. What was not fun was driving in New Orleans. No, I hate it more than anything. It was pretty bad. But we did find a Battle Hatchet store, which is a game, a tabletop game that Okay, you're using the the legal... I think if we're talking about visiting one of their official stores, we're allowed to use their name? No, screw them. But not the shopkeep, because the shopkeep was great. So that was really, really cool. There was a really cool shopkeep that was selling Battle Hatchet merchandise. (laughs) I forgot what I called it. Battle Hatchet 40,000? Yeah, Battle Hatchet... 40,000, 400,000. And they had these really, yeah, it's a lot. It's expensive. But it was your birthday and you need whatever you want because you're worth it, babe. Tell us about the shopkeep. I don't know if he was putting on a character or if he was just like that, but he was like your classic, like, goodly tavern keep sort of dude. He He had, like, shoulder length hair and he was just like an older guy. And he, I don't know, he did a lot of, like, bowing and just sort of, like, solemn head nods. He was he was very nice. It was a nice store to go into. It was I, really cool. I will brave driving New Orleans roads again to go back. Yeah, that was really cool. Clay's going to bring some of his friends up there and be super nerds. Yeah, we'll be real big nerds up there. I love it. And they give you a bag, and it's like, I was like, he's like, here's a very discreet bag. Yeah. <laughs> so no one knows what you bought. And it was like decked out yeah, every, in Battle Yeah, every bit of the bag was covered in licensed artwork. So. Yeah, and I was like, don't worry, Clay, it's not going to hurt your street cred. Yeah, although hopefully somebody doesn't recognize I just bought expensive models. and Right, yeah, they would try to rob you. Yeah. They'd be like, no, you're robbing the wrong people. I don't know what this is kid. worth, but I'll find someone on the internet that does. Oh, for sure, yeah. And then we found a crystal store, and it was so amazing, and I met who would become... My idol. My idol's name is Ricky. (laughs) Ricky's amazing. Ricky is beautiful. Ricky is everything that everyone should want, should aspire to be. Be more like Ricky. He's so great. He's our shirts. And we were talking about the Rougarou. We talked about the New Orleans Axe Man who who deserves an episode. Axe Man is creepy. Uh, But it was really cool. Uh, You know, you go to check out. And they ask for your email. And I'm like, oh, my email's kind of embarrassing because it's like a David Bowie Labyrinth reference. I say embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It's just kind of long. And I usually have to repeat it four times. Yeah, and then that becomes embarrassing. Yeah. So he's like, oh, David Bowie? I was like, yeah, I love David Bowie. He goes, oh, me too. Did you meet David Bowie? I said, no, I wish I did. He says, I did. <laughs> yeah, he's like, because I did. And I was like, what? I said, tell me everything. He says, I will. When I wrap up your crystals, I was like, okay. He used to work, my friend Ricky, he used to work in an upscale shoe shoe store in New Orleans. And one day, in walks David Bowie and Iman. They just walk in and he's like, are you David Bowie and Iman? And they're like, yes. And he said they were very, very nice. I said, were they nice? Because I've always heard that they're nice. But like, I don't, I won't believe anything bad about David Bowie. So I choose to believe, like, even if David Bowie was an ass to you, like, you probably deserved it, you know, because I just don't feel like David Bowie was capable of doing bad things. Uh, So 
he said that they were very nice and Iman bought some shoes and he said David Bowie had the shiniest shoes he had ever seen. And I'm like, that, that bastard was classy as shit. Of course he had shiny shoes. I knew he had shiny shoes. But you were upset because he didn't note any specific smell emanating. I did. I asked him, I was like, what did he smell like? Because you're a f-ing weirdo. <laughs> weirdo he's like excuse me i was like did you yeah exactly any other sane person's response is like oh excuse me i was like did did he smell good what did david bowie smell like could you smell him (laughs) and he was like not memorable i guess (laughs) he said they got bored and they were like you know what let's pop on over to new orleans in my private jet i'm like good for you david bowie go off oh that's our sponsor gotta go check that We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. I love my fur babies so much, but when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. To help keep your dogs calm in moments of stress, use Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for Dogs. These plant-based chewables promote calm behavior with natural ingredients that have been clinically studied. Did I mention they're fast-acting and non-drowsy? I especially love that the natural ingredients are sustainably sourced. How cool is that? Want to learn more? Check out mybravepaws.com. Your dog will be happy you did. So David Bowie, for anyone who wanted to know, had very shiny shoes and did not smell memorable. It did not have a memorable smell. Did not have a memorable smell. So at the Rougarou Fest, they had this enormous, and it was making such a noise. Well, we could hear it, you know, way off before we got up to the building. But they had this big ass, I mean, it was like a werewolf animatronic. You know, it's supposed to be the Rougarou, of course, but, you know, the traditional Rougarou stories aren't necessarily that of a wolfman, and this clearly was. It had like the ripped up, flannel shirt and like the once blue jeans like shorts or whatever oh but it was huge it was like it had to have been about eight or nine feet tall it was gigantic and it had uh electric eyes and it blinked yeah yeah that was one thing that caitlin it was extra that was berserk is that it it had eyes uh, mechanical eyes that dilated they dilated and they blinked and yeah it was really cool because the animatronic itself didn't move around a whole bunch. I mean, it did the roar, moved its head and lower jaw and stuff, but like nothing beyond that. I don't know why they put so much work into the eyes, but whoever was in charge of that part of the animatronic was like, no, this will be real. They went ham. You will see the blood lost in his eyes. Yeah. And there was this little- And your doom. Right? There was this little VIP section and I was like, I want to go in there. Yeah, we didn't even look at how much that cost us. There's no way we would have paid whatever amount of money it was. Yeah, but like they had these silver platters and stuff. And I was like, ooh, is it to protect you from the werewolf? Well, werewolves are weak to silver. but the Yeah, Ruger but the river is not a werewolf. Yeah. So that's And that's why it's kind of misleading to call it the Louisiana werewolf. Because it's kind of not a werewolf. But for just for fun purposes, <laughs> yeah, it's a werewolf. Whatever. It was really cute. The festival was very dog-friendly, which, by the way, is a really good book by Victoria Shade. You should definitely go check it out. Dog-friendly by Victoria Shade. I love her. She's also my best friend. If me, Victoria Shade, and Ricky could just, like, go somewhere, that would be so cool. So the the Rougarou Festival is kind of like a street fair 
you know, they've got like festival food and stands set up uh, with merch. You know, like I went to the Lugaroo Festival, et cetera. Uh, all kinds of shirts with Lugaroos on it. And then just other shit. Yeah, there was a dog boutique. That's Halloween. Oh, yeah. And they had live music and stuff. It was a, it was a good fun time. We got to take I, a picture with a baby gator. Uh, yeah, we got to take a picture with a, a baby gator. I feel like it was a bit smaller than it probably is normally because recently Homa was hit by a hurricane just last year. So I think yeah. it's still recovering from that. But there was one person on their Facebook who made a comment that this was the worst one to date. And I'm like, yo, back off. Yeah, I mean, you got to understand. Don't like, be a douche. Homa got hit really hard by that hurricane. Homa really did. Homa, ugh, poor Homa. It was really cool. It was very, very animal friendly, like we were saying, dog friendly, like the book by Victoria Shea. You'll get it. And one of the big reasons for the Rougarou Festival is wetlands conservation. The Rougarou itself has sort of been rebranded to represent wetlands conservation. Exactly. The logo is this happy, kind of stereotypical werewolf. It's like a humanoid wolf, and he's dancing. He's doing a little Charleston, (laughs) and he's so happy, and he's the wetlands, because it's all the bayous and the swamps and everything. So it was really neat. There were a lot of vendors there set up to talk to you about wildlife. They had, like we said, the alligators. It was very interesting about estuaries. Louisiana has a lot of estuaries, right? Which is where salt water and not salt water, <laughs> fresh water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where salt water and fresh water sort of mix and commingle. So it creates a very unique uh, ecosystem where creatures that normally would never be able to interact with each other are able to. Right. I revisited some childhood trauma regarding birds because there were so many egrets. If you don't know what an egret is, they're like these big white crane birds. They're very pretty birds. It's not the egret's fault that I'm traumatized. When I was a child, Clay, I was in some grade. I've blocked it out, but I was given a a task. I had to pick. We we didn't get to pick an animal. We got assigned an animal. And I wanted the jaguar, but I didn't get the jaguar. I got the egret. And I'm like, what the fuck is an egret? And the teacher's like, oh, they're those white birds that you see outside of Walmart. I don't know if that's just us here regionally or if that's like, do all Walmarts have egrets? Tell us in the comments. But our (laughs) Walmart always had egrets. And I couldn't find anything about a dang egret. And the teacher was like, yeah, you can find something about egrets. They're literally at our Walmart. And I was like, I know, but I can't find any literature, Mrs. Whatever the f*** your name was. So she did that thing, you know, like when kids are being a pain and you like walk with them like really fast. Like, look, I'll show you. And then she couldn't find any books about egrets. And I was like, hey, is that the sound an egret makes? Yeah, it is now. Yeah, there's no there's no books on egrets, so I guess yeah, I guess it's whatever you say it is. We'll have a whole episode about egrets. <laughs> they are next mythical creature. If you're not from this area, you've probably never heard of the Rougarou, and even if you are from this area, if you don't live in the swamp, you still might not have heard much about the Rougarou. But it is a big deal. So big, uh, so big a deal, in fact. Uh, the Ottoman Zoo, which we went to not too long ago, actually has a display in there of a Rougarou, and it is spooky. It is very spooky. We have pictures we'll put on Instagram. Uh, it's dimly lit, and it's this awful, big, hairy creature. Like, the hair just kind of drips off of it like, Looks like Spanish moss. moss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's got these big, lit-up red eyes, and its mouth is full of these just dagger-like teeth. And it is surrounded uh, on the ground by its feet, a bunch of 
empty, mismatching children's shoes. It's very, very creepy. Yeah, for all the naughty children that were scooped up by the Rougarou and taken back to be eaten. Yep. So behave. (laughs) Or the Rougarou will get you. Exactly. Behave. The Rougarou, we were talking about how different it is. One of the reasons why is, is because it's spread almost entirely by word of mouth. So you will get these very different versions of Rougarou, not just in appearance, like what we talked about with wolf, cattle, pigs, whatever that might be. But quite literally everything it does, some have described that it actually sucks blood and doesn't necessarily consume its prey. The 101 days is a reoccurring theme, but it'll go from anywhere from being possessed by a Rougarou to being having a spell cast on you by the Rougarou. The spell or the spirit, you know, transferring from person to person, possessing them and turning them into this terrible creature. So Tales of the Rougarou started building when settlers first met with the Acadian peoples. Right. Back in the 1600s. So the tale of the Rougarou is very old, which is why it's so surprising that you don't really see anything on the internet about it. Uh, but like you said, it was passed almost exclusively word, word of mouth. Right. So what you get is these very different tellings of what a Rougarou is and how it acts. And over the years, it's transformed from a tortured person who has, like, a dog head into, like, this snarling, twisted, lanky werewolf. Yeah. There's some similarities between it and the Wendigo uh, being cursed by a spirit and transformed into this hungry, awful beast. And that just by witnessing, by seeing a Rougarou or a Wendigo, you could become one yourself. Mm -hmm. But that's about as far as the similarities end. One thing that is still a little similar is that Wendigos aren't necessarily hated as they are feared. And Rougarous, it seems to be kind of the same way. Right. There's there's not an angry mob outside trying to hunt down the Rougarou. It you almost kind of avoid on, it. Well, it almost takes on like a, a sacred sort of view. It's simply a force of nature, something that you should beware of, but, you know, not necessarily hunt down and try to kill. Uh, it, I find it a little weird how much it has to do with sort of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're talking about with the the Lent and scaring children. You know, Catholicism loves that. <laughs> but uh, there's actually a movie that was released in 2016 called Rougarou. And it is quite literally about an 11-year-old girl whose dad is supposed to give up alcoholism for Lent. And he breaks that vow and then is tortured by a Rougarou. So you can check that movie out. I don't know if it's any good. I haven't seen it. Yeah, just now hearing about it. Yeah, but yeah, it's not a super popular. So it might be one of those like cheesy kind of shitty horror movies, but I love those so much. Like Uh, Birdemic. Right. Oh, no, I don't love Birdemic. You know what, Clay? I hate to do this to you, but we're going to have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, this is Shay, and I want to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy, Cooking with Shay. I make vegan eating easy and fun. Check it out on Pet Candy TV. So there's also an expansion for the Fantasy Flight Games Arkham Horror game called Curse of the Rougarou, which is pretty neat. I'll give you the little summary here. The headline was sensationalist. Three killings in nine days were enough to spook a town, sure. 
but you doubt all of New Orleans is gripped by terror or even knows about the killings. Still something piqued your interest. When one reporter's sensational news about a series of savage killings fails to make its way into Arkham Advisor, your friend at the establishment decides to contact you nonetheless, deeming the reports the sort of thing that might suit your eccentric curiosities. She's right, of course, and when you head to the Northside Station to book your ticket for New Orleans, you can't possibly imagine the shape of the horrors that await you. Arkham Horror is a fun game, and it's kind of weird that they reach out to this Curse of the Ruguru. I haven't seen them do anything else with this. Typically, it's like very Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraftian horror, but I just thought that was neat. That is That neat. the Ruguru gets his whole little expansion there. He does, uh, and New Orleans is famous for so many spooky things. Yeah, so many spooky things. And the Ruguru is the thing that got the... Yeah, I got the expansion. That's awesome. Can't wait to see that. Probably learn some more about the Rougarou. Yeah, I mean, it's probably all something they invented for it, because yeah. otherwise they'd have to go around and ask all the old people that live in New Orleans. Aww. And there's a lot of old people that live in New Orleans. There's a lot of young people, too. There's just a lot of people in New Orleans. Yeah. My favorite part, other than Ricky and David Bowie not smelling great, was the Nutria rat pardoning. Yeah, so the Rougarou Festival, every year, they pardon a Nutrarat because there's a bounty on Nutrarats as they are an invasive species. They're highly invasive. The state of Louisiana will give you $6 per Nutrarat tail. And you get to keep the dead Nutrarat. I guess so. So you get to eat it? Yeah. I would just have a bunch of little Nutrarats and I'd be like, I'll save you. I don't care that you don't A bunch of them without any tails? They'd be so Because you do want that $6. Yeah. Yeah. You do want the $6, (laughs) but you'll save all the Nutrarats. It goes against everything, I believe. (laughs) Talking about the wetlands conservation and the swamps and everything. There is an educational Nutrarat. His name is Beignet. Right. And every year... Beignet gets pardoned. Right, by the mayor, the governor, whoever happens to be there. Or, you know, someone's in their stead. And every year, little Beignet gets pardoned. They wheel him out on this this stage. And they said, so sweet. At the end, after, you know, the the mayor read the the declaration of pardon for Beignet, the Nutra Rat, (laughs) he's... He says, Beignet, do you have anything you'd like to say? And you put the microphone up to the little Nutrarat, and it was eating a carrot, and it was the best ASMR. <laughs> yeah, you could just hear the crunching. So sweet. So, Beignet is the best thing that's ever happened. It was fun to see this whole, really cute. This whole thing get like worked up about this little Nutrarat. <laughs> he gets pardoned because of all the educational work that he does. Right. And uh, since he subsists entirely on a diet of carrots and broccoli that is bought from a store for him, he can't do any damage to the environment. So he gets an official legal pardoning from the bounty on all neutral rats. Right. His so tail he, is safe. His tail is safe, and so is the rest of him. <laughs> but beignet is the best thing ever. Beignet was great. Also, if you don't know, Nutria, like, hamburgers are the best. No, they're not. That's disgusting. That's horrible. <laughs> a neutral rat. So apparently neutral rats aren't everywhere. Imagine a guinea pig, right? But it's kind of big and it's got a rat tail. Right, but it weighs 15 pounds. Yeah. It's a big-ass rat. It's a big rat. But they taste good because they subsist entirely on water-like foliage. So it's good meat. They're precious. They're akin to a capybara. Think a small capybara. Which is much like a guinea pig. So, yeah, they're... Right. They're bigger than a guinea pig, but smaller than a capybara. They're a medium pig. Medium pig? Yeah. 
I heard that capybara is also delicious. Probably. I, they eat them a lot in Peru, but we are better than that. We don't eat the little babies. Maybe you are. Plays <laughs> a car. I want to eat a capybara. A capybara. I want capybara. I want to eat capybara. Capybara sauce. Mm, a capybara egg, like instead of a Cadbury egg. Oh, God. That's disgusting. <laughs> but for real, though, everybody, can we just talk about how great Brave Paws is? We got a free sample. We did. We're going to be completely transparent with you. We did. We got some free stuff and it works. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, I'm not going to lie. You get this stuff and it's doesn't really seem like a typical pet treat, right? Right. But we gave it to our pets and they gobbled them right up. They do. (laughs) They do. And it's nice because it's like you give so many pills per pound. So you don't have to buy like three different sizes. You know, our little guy gets a half of one. Our big one gets three. Right. And he loves it. He takes them like a treat. Now being plant-based, you're kind of like, ooh, are they going to like it? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like, it's dry and sort of leafy. And it, like I said, it just doesn't, normally when you get a pet treat, it's kind of like moist and squishy. Mm -hmm. But you know, they don't usually eat those, I found. Well, that's because ours are extremely picky, which is why it was so surprising they ate these. Exactly. All, and we, we got we got more than one dog. We're going to be for real with y'all. But uh, they eat it, and they eat it well. Yeah, and it worked. It does. We live in the Deep South, a.k.a. Satan's Armpit, and it storms and rains at least once a week. Like, at least once a week, we're under some kind of watch. Like, a hurricane watch, that's a Tuesday. And our dogs are weenies, so when it starts, like, with the lightning and the rain and everything, mm-hmm. they freak out. So. They do. They do. We, we really put these to the test. Right. And I did not think that they would work like they did. Exactly. As well as they do. And this is a non-prescription. You don't have to go to the vet and get it. It's not going to knock them out. It's not a sedative. It's just a calming support. And it does. We had lightning hit very close to our Within house. a mile. It rattled yeah. our windows. It was scary. I was even scared. I love bad weather. And we gave everybody their happy pills and <laughs> they put their brave paws on and everybody laid down and went to sleep and it was fine. Yeah. So like we don't have to do this part of the commercial, right? No. Like we've done the ad read and we've goofed around, but like this is, we wouldn't lie to you. We would we at would least not. not record this part if, exactly. <laughs> if it didn't work and we didn't actually... Exactly. And we're both in the animal industry and we have been for years and years. So we would not tell you about a product if we did not believe in it ourselves. Yeah, it absolutely worked for us. So maybe it'll work for you. Go check it out. Mybravepaws.com. Go put your brave paws on. Brave paws. Give your pet the courage they need to weather the storm. So unfortunately, we, we didn't get to speak to the storyteller uh, although it looks like we could have. Caitlin suggested, and I said, no, nah, I don't want to bother him. And then he got just swarmed by a crowd of people and he was stuck did. there for like 40 minutes. Oh. So I probably, we should have tried and got our shot, I guess. I know, everyone else did. To get like a secret Rougarou story from right. him. Right. So animated, so cute. But unfortunately, we didn't. So, Clay, let's do that thing where we uh, rate the Rougarou. This is a thing okay. you did. And I really like this. All right, well... I guess uh, the first question then is, how likely are you to survive an encounter with a Rougarou? Probably about a 9 out of 10, because most people do survive them. I guess that's fair, but it can also move extremely fast. That's true. It can move extremely fast, but, like, the poor baby can't count over 12. I guess that's 
True. I mean, there is the possible. I, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't be maimed by the Lugaru. I'm not saying I wouldn't become. <laughs> okay, you would just survive. But I would survive the it. encounter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now they talk about he, you know, can't count higher than twelve, but it doesn't sound like he's ever magically compelled to do so. Just that he can't. So I think it's just a, a thing. That yeah, I don't think you can throw down a sack of beans like you could with you know right. other other creatures with whatever it's called, like a rhythmophilia or something. I think that's just like you can trick him before the chase begins, maybe. Maybe. I don't think it's going to work as like a, uh, an emergency get out of jail card. Right. It's like, look over there and then throw coins down. I think yeah. they mean when they say to put the coins down or to put the, the rice down, they mean to put like outside your, your door at night so it doesn't come in. Right. Yeah. So he gets distracted by that. So I guess if you were to just encounter a Rougarou in the wild, I would almost certainly become a Rougarou, but I'd probably survive. Okay. I'd probably give myself like a seven. Really? That's all you'd give yourself? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he wants to kill me, he will, I guess. I think they want to pass on the curse. Yeah, but I'm kind of an asshole, so I won't... Oh, that's true. You are kind of an asshole. <laughs> well, how creepy is the, the Rougarou? I don't think the Rougarou's creepy. I you think don't? I kind of sad. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think about him, like, surrounded by all those empty shoes. That's the creepiest friggin' thing. That was scary. Like, like that rendition of the Rougarou is, was creepy. Uh, but I wouldn't say he's any creepier than any other cryptid. So I would probably give him about a solid four. That's not how we rate the creepiness. It's either not spooky, spoopy, too spoopy for me, or three spooky, five me. I guess he can have a spoop. You can give him a spoop. I was actually going to give him too spooky. Too spooky? Too spooky for me. Okay. I don't know. Something about like this hairy dog creature mm-hmm. crawling around on all fours in the swamp. Me being in that setting is extremely creepy. Thinking about being in the swamp makes me think about mosquitoes, which makes me angry and itchy. So how likely is the Rougarou to exist? I believe in voodoo. Voodoo kind of scares me. There may be people who truly believe that they are inflicted with lycanthropy and or um, Rougarouism. 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 I'd probably give them like a six. Okay. I was only going to give it like a, a two. doesn't seem to exist until people bring their own like ideas into this region and it starts to mix with other ones. So Yeah. Now I feel stupid. Like I said, I, the ball's on you to say you'd have like a nine to survive against the Rougarou is really something. It's all about hunting down people who don't do Lent good. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not Catholic, so I'm probably, it probably wouldn't even go after me in the first place. It'd be like, you're not worth my time. Right. And it's like, oh, you don't even practice Lent. Uh, whatever. Right. He's like, ah, oh, but this one, <laughs> she puts half of her heart into it. She like, makes it about two weeks. One year I gave up David Bowie music for Lent. <laughs> I couldn't make it. I, I couldn't. <laughs> Clay, do you know what I love almost as much as I love you? What's that? These ads by Vet Candy. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. I want to tell you about my new show, Simply Pets with Shannon Gregoire. We talk about pets, life, love, and everything in between with the coolest people on the planet. Don't miss out on the fun. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice. There's this little known Catholic uh, trick that on Sunday you could do whatever you think. Like if you gave up drinking sweet tea, on Sunday you can drink sweet tea. 
So on Sundays, David Bowie, 24-7. Wait, so Sundays you get to, like, not? It's like a get-out-of-lent-free day. Because you can, like, immediately ask for forgiveness? Is that the idea? No, I think it's just, like, it kind of doesn't count for Lent because it's the Lord's day. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think you made I, that up. No, I think... <laughs> no, that is the thing. Or it was in our family, but I didn't make it. Pitiful. Yeah. How likely is the Rougarou to be an alien? There's definitely some alien stuff going on down in the bayou. Almost certainly. Okay, well, the bayou aside, we're just talking about the Rougarou. The Rougarou itself, like, just as an entity, I'd, I'd give it, like, a two. I would give it a one if it wasn't for the whole, like, possessed by spirits thing, which... See, it's more some supernatural. Alien, right, than, yeah, some yeah. alien uh, enthusiasts really enjoy I, too, enjoy So, I'll, I'll bump it up to a two, but, yeah, I don't think it's Yeah, I'm too nice to give a one. So, when I do finally give something a one, just know I hate it. Wow. Just because it's it has no chance of being an alien? <laughs> it has no chance of being an alien. It has no chance of being my friend. That's well, not true. Sorry. I wonder if that happen. drew blood from a Rougarou. <laughs> it might have. Maybe I just broke the curse on somebody. <laughs> somebody listening is like, thank you. Somebody in their Rougarou form has their headphones on listening to our podcast. Oh, I heard this one about me. Yeah. So, you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I He's probably also like, a lot of that is wrong. This is actually how it is. Probably so. Write in and tell us because yeah, I. Yeah, if you're a Rougarou, you have to tell us legally. Yeah, or no, it's legally, you ha- exactly. That is entrapment if you do not tell us. <laughs> so we need to know. And we need to know now. And also give us the scoop because it's really hard to find people to even tell you stories. There will be people who are like, oh, yeah, I know Rougarou stories. And you're like, cool, can we hear one? They're like, no. Right. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> well, even at the Rougarou Festival, there was two Rougarou stories. Yeah, yeah, out of the whole, like, one-hour storytelling special, and they were very quick, and the lady even, like, asked him something, like, well, do you have any more? And he just kind of changed the subject. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he didn't know any more Rougarou stories. But it's still fun. Whether it's a real creature or not, it's a fun cryptid. It's a fun story. Perfect for spooky season. If you're ever down in our neck of the woods, definitely check out the... Homa Rougarou Festival. Yeah. If you're in Homa, check out Captain Caviar's Swamp Tours. We're definitely going to check it out next time we're in the area. For sure. For sure. Lots of fun. We hope everyone has like the happiest, most fun, spooky season ever. Make good choices. We're proud of you. Whatever you've done this week, even if you're just kind of pouring from a one third glass, like I have been for the last year. Pouring from a one third glass. Yeah. What kind of saying is that? Well, you know how, like, you can't pour from an empty glass? Like, if your glass is empty, you can't, like, help other people because you don't have anything left to give? So you say you just don't have much to give. I just don't have much to give. But all I have <laughs> is a third of a glass, and I'm giving you a third of a glass. So that's 100%. Yeah, that's how that works. That's math. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's how math works. I can't count higher than 12. I don't friggin' know. Really? I didn't know that about you. It's because of the Mississippi education system. Oh, okay. Not because I'm a Rougarou. Right. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I am, but it's not because Oh, of okay. I thought so. There you go. Love it. All right, everybody. Well, we'll see you next time. And until then, happy Halloween. I mean, you've never seen me bleep. Pet Candy, it's Pet Candy Radio.